The artist's brain is an independent variable. When brought into the everyday world, their senses find meaning in even the most mundane observations. The reaction must only be told by the artists themselves. I'm Loverboy, and this is an experiment. Today's guest is a singer and songwriter who hails from Los Angeles, California. She brings her take of dark pop music, and at just 18 years old, she's already started to build a strong fan base. Please welcome today's guest, Kaylee Lauren. Hi, Did everybody. I say everything correctly? Yeah, thank you, you so right? much. So you grew up here in L.A.? Yeah. Where about? Kind of like everywhere, like West L.A., Calabasas, Beverly Hills. Like I've always been moving. Moving around. Wow. Yeah. And what's your favorite place so far? Ooh, I love West L.A. It feels like New York to me, like mm. especially on Wilshire. Like I just love taking a nice walk and feeling like I'm in New York. Absolutely. Yeah. Having that like ability to just step outside and there's lives everywhere living around you. Yeah. It's so cool. it's inspiring. So is your family musical? I mean, you're you're pretty young to be doing as well as you are. It's <laughs> it's it's awesome. And you write your own music? Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Thank you for saying that. Um yeah, my mom's side of the family, like they're all super musically inclined. My grandpa's in a band. Mm-hmm. Like in a blues band and he's just the coolest ever and he's been teaching me how to play piano. He just bought me my first guitar. Congratulations. And, thank you. And uh, my grandma and I like every time I see her, we kind of just go through music or records she used to play when she was my age. So I've always been really into like oldies, like Frank Sinatra, Barry Manilow, oh, Peter wow. and Gordon. Yeah, obsessed with Throwing that stuff. It back, I dig it. I, I I'm very similar. I mean, I my parents were into very different music, but my grandparents, all my original records are are Barry Manilow or That's nine so different cool. Frank Sinatra. I feel like I can tell you have like a '60s oldies vibe. I'll take like, that any day. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a big inspiration. I mean. So you you had your family around you. Were was that kind of the impetus for starting music, or did you find the the need to be an artist on your own? Um, ever since I was a kid, I kind of was super musically creative. I was always in plays. I got the lead role in Annie when I was a kid. That's like sick. I would just sing and dance throughout the house. Like I would just sing at any moment, like humming and. Anyway, so ever since I was a kid, I've just loved it, been obsessed with music. I never mm. knew how. I just was like, I'm going to be a singer when I grow up. And um, in like 2020, I started writing songs kind of because I needed an outlet to express myself. Wait, and so this is only four years into writing? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> That's insane. That's yeah. insane. I've been writing for like 10 years and I can't finish a song. That's so well, impressive. Thank and you. they're like really good songs i really appreciate that yeah i write all my songs on my own except for lifesaver i wrote that with a collaborator gavin um but yeah writing is amazing it's like such a therapeutic thing for me and Mm. i kind of express every like single vulnerable feeling or thought that i have in my writing and just hope that people will understand it and feel it and resonate well that's the weird dichotomy with being a songwriter is there's no truer way to explain how you're feeling yet no matter how specific and honest you are everybody's going to have their own way to connect with it yeah that's cool too have you had anybody like reach out and be like hey this song helps me so much or somebody that you're talking to like oh yeah but like their reason was so different from the reason you wrote it 
Yeah. Um, every day I get like beautiful messages on Instagram or like whatever on socials and people will just tell me their whole story of how their boyfriend broke up with them or mm-hmm. especially Lifesaver is kind of a very specific for me. It's more about like trying to save someone in my life and someone commented about it like, oh, like I need saving. Thank you for this song. Like I feel like I'm the one that needed saving. So yeah, so people take it all in different ways. And I think it's so cool because it's like, I don't feel like I'm writing like I put people's names in it or I don't say like he or she. I'm kind of just like you and yeah, people can resonate with that. And that's awesome. Yeah, it's like up to the interpretation of the person. Yeah. I'm, I'm always curious with songwriters. Do you ever wish that people felt more exactly what you were writing about? Or do you like the experience of knowing that? they're going to find the tropes in it that that resonate with them and that's how they're going to take it in. There's a part of me that kind of gets sad when people say they relate to my songs so much, especially when it's like a super sad one. I'm like, mm. no, I don't want you to feel like this because I know how shitty it feels. But at the same time, it's like I kind of do want you to understand because I want to feel like validated too. In a no, way. absolutely. But I think... I just let it be and I just let people take it for whatever it is and resonate it to whatever experience they have in their head. And we all just connect through this music and make it our own in some ways. And yeah, it's such a weird, interesting world because most of these words we've heard before, every note on the piano we've heard before, yet every time you hear a new song, you can still get goosebumps like you've never heard any of it. Yeah, that's actually a really cool way to look at it. Yeah. So you started to play guitar recently? Yeah, so I have learned all the, like, basic chords, none of the, like, seven or other ones, kind of just, like, A minor. Yeah, your triads yeah. down. But I play, like, every single Taylor Swift song because yeah. those are pretty easy to just kind of play on the basic chords. Um, And, yeah, I was just, at, like, two in the morning last night, I was just playing for, like, an hour and recording covers. It's so fun. So I'm guessing your your memos app on your phone is just full. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's that seems to be a a pretty common phenomenon in this industry. <laughs> yeah. So so you're starting to play guitar. Do you play piano as well? Yeah. So I actually play the piano by my ear. I don't know any of yeah. the notes. Um, LOL. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just play by my ear. My grandpa's like like that too, and I think I just got that talent. Absolutely. Um, and I'll just hear a song and be able to like play it or learn it. And that's kind of just how I write my own songs. Mm. You're all good. I'm like, Lana, mute your phone. Give, <laughs> I forgot to some, mute some mine. messages about your music. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, what was that? You're talking about how your grandpa plays by ear. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I've learned to play by my ear and I kind of just play different chords and whatever my hand honestly goes to. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. I'm going to go with that. Don't know what chord I'm playing, but it sounds good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very similar with that. And I I think that there's obviously every every way to learn. There's an upside and there's a downside. You can be really, really good at understanding the fundamentals and not be able to deploy those in a way that feels honest. You're just following the rules. Mm-hmm. But you also can then go and and figure out, you know, like a, a theme and a feeling very off the bat versus like like me and like you, where it's very much by ear. There's almost this more personal connection because as you're finding these notes, it's like you're exploring. You're yeah. you're everything's new. And the only reason it works is because it works with your ear. 
and it feels good. And like, to me, there's something really cool about that where it's just, it's almost like the reason you start making music, like when you don't know what you're doing, but you get that chord down, you're like, wait, and then you, you, you're trying to remember it and you forget it. And then you get back to it and you get excited again. It's just like, yeah. it makes it more of a, an adventure, which I think is really fun when you're the creator. Totally. I love making music. And sometimes when I get caught up in the social media aspect of mm -hmm. my music and I, like the numbers and the all that, as soon as I pick up my guitar, I'm just like, wow, like, no, this is the reason why I'm doing this. Not Absolutely. the numbers, not anything, or not the stupid comments or however many comments there are like it's literally the music that yeah. should be tying me to my dreams not the numbers and all the other stuff has its time and place it's, yeah like there's a, it's a business of course but i think the only reason that we need to learn that side of it is so we know how to handle it when somebody else is running it yeah you know it's like learn how to protect yourself for later on when you have some social media manager or whatever yeah. and you understand your business but i do i do agree and i feel like like having the separation between the two, understanding that part of it is for business and the bulk of it is because it's it's a necessity. Yeah. Most people, most of us would be doing this if we weren't getting paid and we weren't trying to get somewhere with it. Like yeah. it's just. The business side of the music industry is something I'm really interested in. And like I always, like we were talking about before, I kind of am really into the social media world and like the business aspect of it. I'm actually starting to take UCLA classes um, for like music marketing and turning talent into dollars, like those kind of Sick. courses. It's really cool. I learned about like record deals, how like what they kind of sneak into record deals or how to protect yourself, what words to use, what to not say in interviews or something. Like so important. It's so cool and I'm learning so much and I like recommend that for anyone if they can get like yeah. any class. Like it's so key. I'm learning literally so much that can protect me from, you know, the dark side of Totally. Yeah, no, that's so big and, and being in being being able to advocate for yourself. Yeah. Is really that's that sustainability in this industry being able to understand what's really going on in the contracts or like having some level of awareness of what words mean and not just signing your life away is a good oh. thing to have and and it's it's gonna find you at some point here and it's how you know how to deflect it and, and how to yeah. combat those situations when i first moved out here i had a band with my girlfriend um and we were we were doing decent. We were doing pretty good and signed a deal for a remix through a major with a sketchy dude. Shouldn't have. And that song came out and our names weren't on it. And it's oh. if that was my schooling, though. So I'll take that because I now I understand how to not be in those situations. But like what you're saying by taking these classes, first of all, I think the business classes are more useful than the music classes. Hot take. Yeah. Um, the hot, the music classes are awesome and they are for some people for sure. But a lot of that you can learn by sitting in a room with a bunch of cats who can jam and just yeah. asking questions. I, I completely agree with that. I think like learning the business side is so much more important when schooling or going into like a learning environment. I mean, the for me, when I've tried to do like piano lessons, I like get so kind of trapped in this box of like this is how you do it you have to do it the way i'm saying and, and it like use these fingers and don't use the ones you're you know and i'm like oh this doesn't feel as creative like i feel like i have to be in this kind of like 
now I have to go buy all these books and learn all this. And I, I mean, that's great. That's great to know your chords or whatever. But for me, I'm like, I'd like to kind of let the music side be how I do it and totally. like play the guitar, learn the guitar, however I put my fingers, even if it's hurting or whatever. And like, you've done it. Yeah. Like you've proven that you know what you're doing. You're oh, If you're yeah. making good music and you have the lyrics down, the lyrics are great. You have the instrumental down. It sounds fantastic. Thank and you. then you put it in a good package and you prove that you can sell it. You know, like you have songs that are doing really, really well. And I mean, I'm guessing you're, are you signed to any distribution or label? So that's just on your own. That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what did that process look like? Is that word of mouth? Is that working really hard with the social media side? Like, how did you find some of these numbers that you're already starting to get at that pretty early? early on in your career yeah um i i've been really interested in social media and like marketing and all that since i was a kid like when i was nine or ten years old i had my own like business online like do you remember slime like when that was a thing like Mm -hmm. silly putty kind of stuff Oh yeah people like that was crazy back in like 2016 i'm gonna guess and i was making like 500 dollars a week by just marketing on social media like pink glue and borax mixtures like literal slime so ever since then i was like "Ooh, like what is this social i would like after school dm all these people like follow for follow and i would learn how to like figure out the side of growing a fan base or whatever Mm. and i would have like fan accounts for slime like i don't even know it was crazy so that was kind of my starting era of social media and then when it was 2020 or 2019 I started doing like TikTok. I gained like 50,000 followers for doing like get ready with me. Like I was in my influencer era. <laughs> like totally. I would do like the PR stuff and I just learned how to grow a fan base on there. And like that was really cool. I learned the emailing side of all this. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a journey of everything. I learned how to do a business, then a like emailing PR and social presence. And then posted my first singing cover that did well, started a brand new account because I was like, I don't want these 50,000 followers that like my get ready with me is to just like my music because they already follow me. I want to see if like this is actually going to be a thing that people like. I don't want to get like likes so just cool. because. Yeah, it was a big move. I could have just stayed on that account, but it was hashtag shadow banned. So I was like, it's OK. Let's yeah. just go to another account. Um, I started posting on there. And gained 20,000 followers pretty quickly and then started posting on Instagram Reels, which is really helpful. Like that is where all my streams came from. Yeah. I posted like like literally me falling onto my dad's bed and it has like 1.9 million views of just the lyrics. And I'm like, whoa. Then I kind of reenacted the lyrics in a video and it got 3.9 million. Holy shit. Yeah. And people seem to really like when you put like a very popular movie or show with your music behind it. Like I would do like Euphoria, like the girls in the mirror crying or then put my song in the background. Those get millions. Like people, that's like a good Instagram real thing. Um, that's so interesting. Yeah. It's so smart. I mean, you really, <laughs> I think there's, there's a false narrative where people think that just because you you try different things on social media first that that you're kind of an influencer rather than a musician and i have friends that come on here that as an influencer have 30 million and 
then they, but from, you know, they've been an influencer for five years and they've been a musician for 25 Mm -hmm. and people just don't know what they don't know. They only see the influencer side and then they start putting out their music. And like you were saying, they have to try to converge these fans who know them from whatever TV show or whatever they've been doing for years and try to get them to be music fans. And that's almost harder than starting new. Yeah. Because then you're, you're something, they already expect something from you. Yeah, they would comment like, where's your Get Ready With Me videos? Mm. And I'm like, screw this. I'm starting a new account, not doing this. I respect the hell out of it. I think that's that's a really cool way to go about it. And you're almost like testing yourself. Like you were yeah, saying, will was, this work? Is this what people like? It was a big jump because I kind of stopped posting on that account. So it definitely went shadow banned, lost a bunch of followers because mm. I wasn't posting and was like, okay, like if this doesn't work, like I don't really have that other account to go back to because it's shadow band and so i kind of just took a big leap of faith and i also like to mention this in podcasts to help other artists out there i also post on pinterest idea pins like five hundred thousand views like a lot of my streams came from that a lot of them and what I does do, that mean like what do you mean idea pins? so idea pins are like I, are you familiar with like pinterest it's kind of mostly just pictures yeah it's like, oh, my dream life. Like, yeah. you can find, like, creative pictures on there. That's how I built this whole set. Yes, we love that. Um, I kind of discovered idea pins, which are, like, videos on Pinterest. They're, everyone's trying to be, like, kind of like TikTok, I think. Yeah. Um, so I started posting Pinterest idea pins. I gained, like, 700,000 monthly viewers at one point. It was crazy. And um, 500,000 views. And you can put a link to your Spotify or anything, your Instagram directly on the video thing. So people would click to my Spotify, go ah. right. To, yeah, it's crazy. I still get a lot of like views on there and YouTube shorts is really good. That's my favorite. Like that is really good. So. My YouTube shorts do better if I post at like three or four in the morning. Right. Than any time. So the day. weird. It's so weird. I don't know what it is. I think like the international people are like super on social media at that time. And they're like, they, I don't know. They're the best fans. So I love them. <laughs> so I want to go back to this Pinterest thing. Cause that's out of the hundred plus episodes I've done. I've never heard that, oh, but it wow. makes so much sense. Cause like when I was going to find ideas for the studio i'd see something i like and then i would go i'd click on it and i'd go to whatever link was there yeah so that's that, you can also make money on pinterest like i saw i mean i haven't done it but i've seen that like you can find something on amazon make it look cute or like find a picture of a bedroom that has like a heart-shaped light <laughs> literally like that yeah. i wasn't even looking Five there. below um and then like put like Oh, like cheap light, anything, and put a your Amazon affiliate link and get millions of views, and people will go make you can make money off of that. Oh, There's so like so cool. many ways. I I haven't done that yet. I'm like gonna try that soon when I have time on my hands. But yeah, like look into like social media. It's not don't look at it like oh I'm not getting views, so social media is against me. It doesn't work in my favor. Like see it in a way that like you can gain knowledge from it and experience and keep trying not everyone's first video is going to blow up yeah i mean it's like i think people just because of their their view of social media expect that everything is this quick come up for everybody yeah but nobody treats it like 
like the 99% of the jobs out there. Like if you open up a dentist office and you have no clients, you have to go get those clients. Yeah. You have to bring them to you. They're not going to just show up. And I think it, that separation has become way too pronounced because like you're saying, it's like, this is a trial and error thing. And if it doesn't work now, that doesn't mean that it's not going to work later and, and mean so much more than, than, than it working a month ago or whatever. Yeah. I think a hard truth is that the algorithm is a thing. And sometimes videos will just do well for no reason at all. Like you didn't even put time into it. Like the video of me falling onto my dad's bed. I did not think anything of that. I saw it on someone else's TikTok and I was like, oh, I'll try that. And like 1.9 million views later, it literally made half of my streams, I think. And there's videos that I like work so hard on. Like I'm like, I'm going to make it look cool, put something weird in the background so people comment about it, dress really cute, do my makeup. And it's like 500 views. That's like you so never great. know. Just post, literally post a video of like musicians. If you're watching this, literally post a video of falling onto your bed <laughs> with the lyrics. I don't know. I've, it works. Do whatever. Absolutely. I no, go that's on, amazing. Yeah. I go on like Instagram reels or TikTok and. I think my family thinks that I like scroll for fun or like I'm on my phone too much, but I'm like constantly just learning and like, why did this video do well? Like I'm always on the business side of my brain switched on. Like when I'm scrolling through Instagram reels, I see this video of a girl who's promoting, I don't know, her blanket company. I don't know. And just like see why did this video do well why why am i watching this for this long like is it the text is it the music i don't know and then i kind of like create little ideas from that and figure out like what works just learn from other people on socials don't be envious of anyone like you can get there too everyone started from the beginning and where you are and yeah i guess like the only difference between you and them is that they're they've done it they're doing it. They're, yeah. They're, and just like look what they're doing and they're doing something right, obviously. Mm. Try to like don't copy their song or whatever, but try to learn from their marketing ideas. It's cool. I, I had some I have a bunch of people on the podcast who give ideas for social media. And I'm always like, why are you sharing your tips? And I first of all, I'm saying that just as a question, because I really do think that this is no longer a market where your neighbor is your is who you're up against. Nobody's competition. Yeah. There's enough people in this world that everybody can do this. But ev the one thing that everybody says is I can give out all the tips in the world and people see that they work. People still don't put the time to make it happen. Yeah. And it's, that's really the biggest thing. If you're not starting, you can't expect for anything to happen. Yeah. I mean, social media is a great way. I've heard so many success stories and I surround myself with people who are very like-minded and are successful from social media because it's so inspiring. Like, mm. I don't I'm not the type of person that will not follow people on social media because they have a better life and I'm jealous or like, oh, I don't want to see someone that has a better life than me because it's making me feel like shit about myself. You know, those kind of people like unfollow everyone who makes you feel like that. I look at it. I think it's the way you look at it, though, too. If you have the strength of, like a good mindset to look at someone and be like, okay, Taylor Swift is on a world tour. I could either look at this like, why am I not there? Or why am I not like that yet? I've worked so hard. Or I could say like, whoa, like look at this like setup with the lighting or look at how like she's passionately performing. And like one day I can maybe open for her or I can play at the SoFi too. Like I start manifesting, journaling. Like it's all about your mindset, I think. 
that's a good thing for artists to think about. I think that's 99% of it. I think that there's a threshold in this industry. And in order to get in the door, you have to hit a threshold. You have to put in enough hours. You have to be good enough. You have to, you really have to want it badly enough. Yeah. Then from there, there's the the, the next 95% of it, uh, percent of it is how are you looking at life? How are you looking at these situations? Yeah. Are you envious or are you letting that be the fire under your butt? You know? Yeah. Like, like you're saying, there's so many people who would rather denounce or put down the person who's doing well than be excited for them and understand that 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 somebody's doing it. Therefore, why can't I be doing it as well? Yeah, I see artists who are doing really cool things and I'm like, hey, that's another thing to put on my vision board. Mm. I'm, that's huge, though. And that really makes a lot of sense of why you're finding success as well outside of just having the music. There's a lot of great music, but how how are you going about life? Are you... Are you envious of the world or are you excited that people are doing things that are amazing and that's inspiring you to do amazing things? Yeah, I think a lot of what is what I've seen to a lot of why I think my music has been successful is because of taking time for myself and kind of soul searching, realizing things like outside of the music business world and like focusing on myself, not in a way where like, oh my God, like 6 a.m. I wake up and I do 100 million feet, I mean, 100 million steps and I make my matcha and I do my 30-hour workout. Like, no, I journal and I, you know, make vision boards and I take time for my mind off of social media. You know what I mean? Like that... I find like my music or my videos will like coincidentally or not do well when I'm kind of like not overthinking about why this video isn't doing well. And I'm just taking a step back and like writing or playing the guitar. Like, yeah, it's I don't know. There's so much to say about your mindset and the business and all that. Well, I think if you think about your mindset, like in in your the internals of your brain, like piece of pie, there's only so many pieces. Are you using a full piece of that to wonder why you're not somewhere that you that that you're that you'd like to be or why something didn't work or using that to gain inspiration and further yourself like so many people who are so upset at everybody else who's doing better or so upset that what they're doing isn't working they're using all that space they have no more room to better themselves and actually yeah. become the person that will be successful like yep. that's that's a process, that's a practice, it's a muscle that you have to work out constantly or else it'll atrophy. Yeah. And if that happens, then you have to be even stronger to get back up and do it again. Yeah. And it's just it's a it's a cycle. It's very cyclical and people get stuck just in this washing machine loop. Yeah. Where they fall and then they pity the fall and then they get back up and fall again and then they pity the fall even more versus somebody like you like what you're saying is when you fall you get back up and you you go look at how beautiful the flowers are that you fell next to. You know, oh, like yeah. that's that's a good way to do life. Yeah, that's a I think I've been surrounded by a lot of people who have not thought like that. Mm. And I'm not the type of person that surrenders to a situation and I'm like, "Oh my god, my life is horrible because of what this happened or this person said or this person's not in my life anymore." Like I I kind of am like a very spiritual kind of like energy. I love that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm always like, okay, this happened for a reason. 
like whether it's my music or just life in general, like this happened for a reason. Like usually when things are falling apart, things are falling into place. You just don't know it yet. Like that has kind of been my mindset. And I think that's helped me a lot with my music, too, because there's a lot of times like before I blew up on Instagram reels, it was like I was like, I don't know if I could do this. I'm not getting streams. I'm not making money. Like I was doubting myself so much and putting my worth into all the views and all the numbers. And I know so many people that can relate to that a bunch of artists. And listen, I'm not perfect. Like I still do that sometimes. But I think I just have learned to kind of shift my mindset. Like you can't really change the industry. You can't change or control if your video is going to do well, but you can control how you react to it and how you go on. Like, Yeah, I think making mistakes is a necessity. It's allowing yourself to analyze those mistakes, not make them again. Or if you do, maybe take a little bit more time to figure them out this time. Yeah. And to understand that, that this is a process, not a product. We're not building something that once it's done, you can sit and look at it and nothing will happen to it. This is a process. This is something, I have so many people who come here who are legit successful and the most sad people I know. And it's because they worked on only the success and not the self. And if you're building one vertical and this needs to rely on this, and this needs to rely on this, but one's building like this and the other one's down here. Something's going to collapse. You- yeah, I wrote a song about that, actually, um, kind of about how everyone wants to see what it's like at the top and people push it like if you it's kind of like a mountain as an analogy, like everyone's trying to see what it's like at the top fame, success, wealth, like celebrity status and they're like pushing other people off or whatever, like, oh, I don't need this person. That person's jealous of me or whatever. Only focusing on like, oh, like I want that or whatever, even anything in life. Like, oh, I want money. I want success. I want this job or whatever. And kind of just thinking everything else is like, I just want that. You kind of lose yourself. You lose everyone around you and you end up at the top by chance and you don't have anyone and you don't know yourself. That is something like I've thought about a lot because like, I don't know, you watch like interviews of artists just kind of like you're saying they seem sad or they're like, yeah, I'm alone or yeah, like I don't have any friends or I don't know. I've seen like documentaries that they just seem so sad or alone. And that's something that I'm really cautious of. Like when I make it to the top, I want to have good people around me and know myself. Yeah. Not lose myself trying to get there. Yeah. You got to think about it like. Let's say your goal is to one day climb to the top of the mountain and water the tree on top. And you get so tired climbing that mountain because you're trying to be the first one up there that you end up drinking all the water. Mm. And by the time you get up there, you can't water the plant. It's Mm. like you made it, but you didn't do the thing that you were there to do. That is a good thing. I like that. I'm going to use that. I think the water is really just a good representation of the self-care aspect. I mean, yeah. something that I've gained from this podcast is understanding that the job of a of an artist is not to make music. It's to it's to gain inspiration and find a way to convey that with the with the people that are that need it, that are there to listen. Yeah. You know, the music, how many songs have you heard that are really well written? They the mix is terrible, the production sucks, but it's a great song mm-hmm. and people still love it. Yeah. Like there's a, there's so many hits right now that are genuinely terrible songs 
but there's something about them that get people to the dance floor, get people to the room. And it's like, you just got to find your piece of, of how you can convey your story the best to people and how you want to do that. What, yeah. what makes you get in the car and listen to your song and go, wow, I did that. Yeah. Like, that's a cool fucking feeling. That's, that's really, really important. cool. Yeah. I, I've, I've had to grow a lot. I usually search for external validation throughout my whole life till now. I mean, I still do it, not going to lie, but I'm learning. And usually when I like first get my demo back, I like show it to whoever's around and like literally base my entire worth on their reaction sometimes. And I'm like, (gasps) and I wish that I could like listen to my song more and be like, I did that. Like, those are my vulnerable feelings. And I'm so proud of myself for like being able to express myself like that vulnerably in a studio and like, wow, this is a good song. I, I think it's easier said than done to be like always super proud of yourself or, I mean, it's It's great to do that, but it's really hard, especially, I mean, not to sound cliche, but I am like a perfectionist as an artist. And I feel like a lot of people say that, but I, I always like need everything to be perfect like if my dad says something about the production i'm like oh god like damn like i didn't do it good enough and i get so hard on myself and i'm yeah. like that's just someone else's opinion like yeah, you might have loved that part yeah. five minutes before anybody said something yeah i get so hard on myself i I'm, I'm working on that but that's 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 kind of the motif of being in this industry you will always be harder on yourself than everybody else yeah. Yet what they say will determine how hard you are on yourself. Yeah. And it's this, it's again, it's a cycle. This, this whole industry is just these weird little circles that we're constantly running around. And it's not that they get easier, easier. It's that they get more from, you get more familiar with them. Mm-hmm. And I think the cool thing is to understand that as long as you're doing and you learned a little bit today that you're going to apply to tomorrow eventually that number is going to grow and how much you're applying is going to be a lot bigger and bigger and bigger. You can't, you can't be waiting for that. You can't be waiting to fill a full dump truck with, with new ideas. You just have to put a little piece in every day and eventually that thing will fill up and you'll dump it out and do a whole nother one. You know, like that's just how this industry is. You have to be consistently understanding that there are a few things you need. One is to love what you're doing. Two is to do it in a way where you're respecting yourself. And understand that the people, the community around you respects you. And three is finding a way to do it sustainably. You could be the best artist in the world, but if you put out two songs and those are great, people forget about those in a week now. How are you? How are you? How are you doing? You know, five months from then, you clearly can do it. You clearly have the ability to do amazing things, but that means nothing if you don't have the water to water the plant. You have to be okay along the route. And yeah sustainability in this industry is everything. It's understanding that I, as long as I'm better tomorrow than I am today and that I learned a little bit more and that I use this, this filter that I built in my brain and worked so hard to become this person. Like clearly if you've become this person, you've learned a lot. Yeah. You know, like if you can use that filter to then filter out all these, uh, this, the things that you no longer need as they come and keep the things that you do, you're always going to be better tomorrow. Always. Yeah, I was told when I was about 15 or 16 that I needed to find my image. I needed to know what my like thing was, what my what it, who is Kaylee Lauren at 15 and I was like Ugh. I got yeah, I got I was like 
whoa, like I was told this is homework and I need to know by next week. And I was like, God, like what? Like, I don't even know who I am at 15. I still am learning about myself. I don't think anyone like I don't know. I don't know if anyone nope. fully ever, ever knows themselves 100 percent like every day new experiences or opportunities happen that change who you are completely or like change the way you think about things. Yeah. Even someone's influence. But um, yeah, that was that was hard. I was like, I, I need to like take care of myself because I'm like, I'm not going to try to figure out. I was like putting butterflies in my hair and like getting clips of like or makeup, like doing weird things. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is not who I am. I'm trying to like be this persona. And I think I think it's cool to be authentic in the music industry and like be yourself. That's what people like. And, you know, there are things that work out when it's like you can have this persona or every album is a new persona. That's cool. But I think also always coming back to your authentic self. I think Taylor Swift is a good, like, um, example of this, I think. I feel like she has all these eras and, yeah. like, every album is different. But I feel like it always goes back to the same authentic writing. Like, she is still herself, kind like, in a people know her very well and i think that's really cool like her writing is always super vulnerable and honest and that's something that i always look up to well i think you're allowed to have fun yeah i think that's part of this and like first of all i've never met a 15 year old who knows himself or their image and you always think you do don't get me wrong at 15 you think you know what's going on yeah being 27 and far enough away from 15 if i look back at photos or videos or whatever it's the cringiest shit in the world i can't but at the time, I thought I was a big shot. And the more, the older you get, first of all, the, the more you realize that everything you think is cool at that time will eventually, your kids or your grandkids or whoever it is will let you know that you were a dork. That is <laughs> always, I promise, my parents thought they were the coolest people. Now, when I see these pictures of them in the 80s, dorks. <laughs> and that's okay. But that is just to say that you, the goal of a of a child, of a 15-year-old, is to try shit and just keep trying shit and keep trying shit and fuck up and figure out things and succeed and fuck up and just keep having these experiences because you don't have to be anything yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm 27 and I'm doing the same exact thing. I, yeah. I promised myself when I was three years old that I was going to be a musician. Aww. And I, I, I stuck with it. And right when I started finding success, I realized that that was no longer the route where me making money from that was benefiting my mental health. And I found a way to use that dream and transform it into something that has become my career, my life, the, what makes me happy. And it's just to, to say that all I'm saying is that the only person you need to impress is you that day. Mm. Not you tomorrow, not you yesterday, not you in 10 years, because that'll never, you'll never live up to what who you are in 10 years and you'll never you'll never be fully proud of the person you were because the only person that understands who you are at this moment is you at this moment make that person proud make that person happy try shit see the world like there's so many opportunities to find something new that you love and if you if you're only if your mindset is i'm only going to do one thing the rest of my life then you're going to miss out on things that will turn you into the person you you need to be oh yeah i think i was just thinking about that the other day because change is something that's kind of really scary to me mm. and um i 
I've kind of taken a look back from my childhood until now of how change has benefited me and how it's made me the person I am today to kind of like make this big move in my life now. And I was thinking about like, okay, the girl who was selling slime wasn't doing music, but still loved it. It was still her core, but wasn't doing it professionally or whatever. But that kind of directed me to loving social media stuff. And then that directed me to, hey, like now that I have this audience, maybe I'll try some singing videos. And then that those did well. And I started my new account and like everything kind of you like I didn't necessarily know that I was going to actually go with my dream career of being a musician. I was always hard on myself when I was a kid, but trying new things allowed me to get to where I am now. Like if I didn't go through really hard like times three, four years ago, would I have picked up a pen and paper and started writing my feelings? Like if I was this happy, like, you know, happiness is the goal. Like you want to be like, everything is good in life. Like if that was the case, I don't know if I would have started writing and I don't think I would be here where I am today. And that's, pretty awesome like everything happens for a reason like i said absolutely my favorite thing to say is retro uh retrospect is the killer of all bullshit you have to be 10 feet away from whatever situation is the the hardest situation to understand how it was beneficial yeah and understand a lot of people do that by the way no no and and don't get me wrong as somebody who loves to say that i still have to reel myself back in sometimes and be like hey You've been here before. What are you doing? Yeah. Like let's 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 really take a second to stop and stop thinking that we understand everything. Yeah. And figure out the best way to go about this again. Last night I was making a list of my fears of something that's happening in my life like this big move, change, and I was writing down all my fears kind of I don't know, I didn't really see this anywhere. I just kind of started doing it. And then at the bottom in parentheses of every fear, I wrote down like okay, in a positive mindset, like, how could this fear be not so scary? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, one of, let's say, I'm afraid that I won't be, like, focusing on my music as much as if I'm doing this. And it's like, hey, like, you still have time to post on social media every day. Like, it takes one minute to write little hashtags and do it. Like, that's a great way to get your music out there. You still have time at night to like do your piano or whatever and play the guitar. So I, I really, really found that helpful, like kind of writing down my biggest fears of whatever change is happening and kind of writing down like from a outsider 10 feet away perspective, yeah. like, okay, like if I was talking to this person, what would I say to like kind of ease their anxiety? And I was like, whoa, like, Okay. It's huge. Well, it's like that's that's facts, and I literally told myself that, so I'm not scared. Everybody, if you went to anybody that you know and said, "Tell me five things about yourself you don't like," they can name it off in a minute. But then you say, "Tell me two things that you really love about yourself." That's so much harder, Mm. so much, and and it shouldn't be. Self love is very. It's gone to a really dark place for most people. Like not a lot of people, including myself, at times don't love themselves, and it's it's like we're. People are trying their best. Like, I wish I could give myself the same, like, love that I give other people. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. My dog literally just exists, Mm -hmm. eats, sleeps, goes to the potty, and 
walks and just exists. And does I it literally again the next day. love her so much. I'm like, this is the greatest thing that's ever existed. And like, oh my God. And I'm like, I have done so much in my life that is like so worthy to be proud of myself for on one side. And I'm existing and I'm getting up every day and I'm a good person and I'm like nice to my friends and my family. And I, you know, I'm not just eating and sleeping. And like, even if I was just doing that, I should be proud of myself the way I am to the dog. I'm doing so much and I'm like, I could do better and I'm not good enough. (laughs) LOL, like my song, not enough. Um, Yeah. So I was thinking about that, like, love the dog so much, just existing. Why can't we do that to ourselves? That's huge. And I'm going to be thinking about that all day because that's, (laughs) it's such an honest way to look at life. And it's like, we're, we're so tough on ourselves and we're so tough on others yet waking up and getting out of bed is hard enough. Yes. Like literally there are people out there who cannot even get out of bed and they're so depressed, like rightfully so if they're in a situation, whatever, no judgment. But like the fact that you got up today, whatever you did, made your cup of coffee, something yeah. like that. Like you got up and you got your podcast ready and you met someone new. Like that's so cool. That's something that everyone, like just existing, just going to work, getting in your car. Like I think something that I've tried to do is be grateful for literally everything. And mm-hmm. that's so like, I don't know if that's cringy to some people or like. Some people can. Yes. Fuck off. But (laughs) yeah, I I try to like, I mean, listen, I'm not always happy or smiling. I'm like, I get depressed too. I'm a human being. Absolutely. But um, I try to like say, hey, like my friend's letting me sleep over tonight. Like, that's so cool. I'm so grateful for that. Like to have someone who like cares enough about me or whatever. Or like, I'm so grateful for my car that drove me to this podcast. Like, you know. So huge. So much manifest into your life when you're grateful i'd love for anybody watching this if i can give you one piece of advice from this episode is go write down 10 things that you find to be tough or you find you wish that you could change and erase why you you wish you could change those and go try to write a reason for each of those of why they're important and what you can gain out of these situations i think that's so helpful and so healthy um, do you have any like morning routine? Like, are you into like journaling or anything like that? Not really journaling. I go on a walk every morning with my dog and that's like my thinking time. That's um, good. But I do a lot of things for sustainability like that. Every weekend I go to the mountains. I don't miss a weekend. I'm right after this, this interview, I'm going straight to the mountains for the rest of the day. That's cool. just, I know that that is something. If I do that, my week is better. I'm a better person. I'm happier. That's I feel really better. That's really cool. Like there's just things like that that are non-negotiables that I I learned from being, from living for 27 years that I'm like every single time these have worked. If mm-hmm. I don't do that and I'm having a and rough day, I think day, that's cool that you know fault. yourself that well to be able to find something that really pulls you out of maybe a headspace that's not so bright or happy or even just knowing that going there will, like, evidently make you a happier person throughout the week. I think that's so cool. I I've been doing this like journaling thing this journey of journaling (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um i what i like to do if this is any help to anyone i think this is really cool i try to tell my friends to do this but it's kind of time not really time consuming i don't know you can think what you want so basically i like write 
I tend to do it the night before. Maybe I'll write like a to do list of things I have to do the next day. It's cool, like the next night to or the night of the next day. Yeah. yeah. To like be able to check off like, hey, like I got up, I did my skincare, whatever. It's like feels good to feel accomplished like Absolutely. that. Or I don't know, that works for me. And then I write um, three things I'm grateful for for the day after the day is done. Um, and I also write like things that worked out today, like things that went well today. That has been so helpful. Like I, you kind of analyze your day from morning to night and you can like, hey, like that person complimented my perfume. And I'm like a really big like, ooh, I love to smell good. That's super cool. Or this thing, this email came through and I'm going on a podcast on Sunday. Like I always write what went well. And then I go on my Pinterest and I like read some affirmations. And that's kind of like what I like to do. I mean, I haven't always been like that, but I think it's so helpful. And it makes I think what you think about before you go to sleep is so important. Like my grandparents watch the news and I'm like, no, don't do that. Yeah, it's like you have these hopefully eight hours every day where you are, you don't have the control to walk away. So you might as well set yourself up for the best opportunity to yeah. wake up healthy. Yeah. I, I think that's huge. And I think I, I, I would love to see you start doing some TikToks where you're t telling people about this stuff because I'd watch the hell out of it. I think this yeah. is so, I think this is why I do this podcast. First of all, having, th this is part of that experience for me, like going to the mountains, having, 45 minutes to talk to somebody without a phone. How often do we oh, get that? Especially somebody so you don't true. know. Yeah. Like I, I love having my friends on here that I see every day. You know, that's great. But having somebody on here where you, your first opportunity to meet them, that's kind of why I try to go like, like not schmooze too much before is because I really want this yeah, opportunity. That's to actually talk. so true. That's kind of cool. I never thought about that. Like, I feel like I've known you for so long. We're mm -hmm. sitting here talking about like my morning routine. <laughs> but yeah, that's so cool. It's and it's just find the things you love and find the things that work. Yeah. And and, and be if you're going to be hard on yourself about anything, be hard on yourself about doing the things that, you know, make you happy and make you better. And, yeah. and it, you are the only person that can stop or start those things. So that's where you do need to be your personal coach sometimes and be like, hey, what are you doing? You're in bed an extra 20 minutes, but you know that you don't have time to go on a walk now. And you know that that walk would have made you a happier person today. Yeah. So now you're not yeah, allowed to be, be hard rude on to yourself anybody. like that. That's, yeah. that's cool. And I think all of this ties back into success musically, because when you focus on the way you your outlook on life or your energy or whatever you want to call it, your affirmations, your manifesting, your mm -hmm. vision of life, it all ties back into your career or what you're focusing on in life. Like if you're a happy person, you're focusing on yourself, you're doing good things for yourself, good things come into your life. Like you're grateful for an experience that anyone else probably in your family would have been like, oh my God, my life is over. Like everyone has hurt me. Like I hate everything. I hate you. Like if you can like, I think that's another thing, like your family expectations or their mindset, like adult stuff or family stuff that they try to put on you, how they see life. I don't know. That's kind of my thing. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Even if it's friends, like people who put their outlook on life onto you and it might be a negative thing. I think the biggest thing is to gr like get away from that. And if you can't, 
just change yourself, change the way you think. You literally cannot change anyone else. And you cannot tell your parents to think about a situation in a different way because they've been here way longer than you. And you, you can only do the work. Like we are so lucky to have YouTube and all these things and books that are so like into bettering yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think to wrap it up, I think if you're, if you're allowing other people's idea of who you need to be to mean more than who you are to yourself, mm. then it's worth finding a way to to grow out of that. Yeah. And it's not a get out of it thing. It's not, you don't walk out a door and you're away from it. You have to grow out of yeah. it. It's, it's a process, but like working out, if you want to get swole, that's going to take a second and you have to be willing to take that step by step. But just before we wrap this up, what, what can we, what's, what's next? What can we expect music wise? What's in your world right now? I am going on tour soon. Hey. I am hopefully playing. I am playing a show in New York soon, which is a big deal for me because I think I mentioned earlier, like New York, I feel like walking on Wilshire, like New York is big dream for me. So moving there. I'll have my brother and his girlfriend come, come support. Yes. Hopefully moving there soon. Killer. And um, just new music, new interviews, new like podcast stuff, and just writing more vulnerable, honest, heartbreaking songs for the world to resonate with. So I love it. Well, I'm very, very impressed. I obviously really enjoyed what you're doing already. I love your music. Thank you. I love anybody that reaches out for themselves too. I think that's that's how I run my whole business that way. And don't get me wrong, the biggest thing I struggle with is the communication part not in person. Um, that's something I'm working on, but, but seeing somebody do it for themselves, especially somebody who's 18 years old. And when I was 18, I could, I was doing fuck all. It wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't advocating for myself. So that's always so impressive for me. Um, I love the music. I love what you're doing. I think your mindset is beyond admirable. And I think that there's, if there's anything I can say from this podcast is if you need watch it three times, whatever it takes to get that, the, these lessons that you're that you're you're speaking of jammed into your head it's so helpful and the proof is in the pudding you you've got the you're you're building a really loyal fan base you've got the marketing side down and you're not talking down on it which is so impressive for this industry you you're writing your own music and I'm, that doesn't mean that working with collaborators isn't just as impressive because i think that's but but being in that room and being part of that process to me is very important and yeah, I'm I'm impressed. I'm I'm excited for, for so everything much. to come for you. Thank you. Of course. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Anytime you have an open invite. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for hanging out with us. I hope you got a little something out of this. I did. I know that for sure. And uh be looking out for this guy over here too is about to start playing guitar, so he'll be on eventually. <laughs> um Thank you so much. I Thank really appreciate you. you. Thank you, guys. Go check out her music. Go stream it up. Go catch her in New York. And to everybody listening. Hi, guys. I'm Keely Lauren, and this is an experiment. Yeah, it is. Love you guys. Bye. The experience is the experiment. <laughs>